Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Primetime on Football Friday, 1080 The Fan. Professional football in America is a special game, a unique game. Played nowhere else on earth, it is a rare game. The men who play it make it so. This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. That's going to make the difference between winning and losing. On 1080 The Fan. All right, Joey Harrington with us a little bit early today because we have a short show, Ducks basketball, coming up at 5.30, so we're going to squeeze him in here at 4 o'clock. A couple of segments, as we always do every Friday, brought to you by Mods PDX. So, Joey, um, I just worry maybe the collective, the collective we, is it overlooking this Arizona State game a little too much, maybe? Yeah. Or maybe not. Well... Yes, maybe. No, I'm not sure. Like, it's almost like the the conversation, if you're continually having the conversation of, are you overlooking Arizona State? Are you then actually overlooking Arizona State? <laughs> because you are like, yeah. you know, it's, uh, that's, that is literally the conversation that I've had with everybody this week. It's, oh, are we overlooking Arizona State? Well, the fact that we keep talking about it, I would say no. Like, it does make me, and we've talked about this, like, it does make me nervous for no other reason than this is playing against Dillingham in November. And we talk about it every single year. Just things start to get crazy in November. And this is this is literally about the time when things start to go sideways. You'll see, I'm trying to think, what are some good games this weekend? Who's... I, I, and ne- never mind. It doesn't even have to be the good games. Like it's it's this is the time of year when like a three and five team comes up and knocks somebody off. Like, well, it's it like happens. these types of games. I yeah, because there's not a lot yeah. of big games outside of U Dub and, and Oregon State. Yeah, it's like a three touchdown spread, but yeah. nobody. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's these. I don't know. It, 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 part yeah, of me like, is a little paper, worried. What? Uh, yeah, but on paper. Yeah, you exactly. get rid of the turnovers, and this shouldn't even be close. Right. It like shouldn't. If they pull, if they play like they did against Utah, if they play like you know, if they play like they did against SC, 
you know, it, you could give them a little bit of life. They, they didn't turn the ball over, but, um, you know, the penalties, you got to get rid of them. But I don't know. Like, I just have a hard time looking at it and legitimately saying this should be a close game. Yeah, it's weird, too, because it's like, you look at Oregon and people say, oh, this is a national championship team. And I agree. Like, it, it looks like it. And when you when you look at Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, you know, the LSUs, and I'm just talking historically, I'm not talking about this season, they don't lose these games. They just don't. Yeah. You get to the end of the year and they just you, you don't. Like when when one of those teams loses, it's either at the beginning of the year and they make a comeback or, you know, they lose to a, a, a big team. So, you know, it, it, and yet we see it all the time where I'm not going to say they're pretenders, but the good teams, not necessarily the elite teams. And so that's kind of where I want to see is I think this Oregon team is elite. I think they're as good as anyone in the country. And this is kind of where the rubber meets the road because national championship teams, they don't, they don't lose these games. So are you Alabama? Or are you Ohio state? Are you one of those? Or, you know, are, are you just a really, really good team that has struggled to take that next step? And I think games like this, I don't know, it kind of separates those programs. Yeah, but there's nothing that makes you like, give me one good reason. Like, give me one thing that you would say that Arizona State can do against Oregon. Like, give me what, like, you look at that USC yeah. game and say Oregon should not lose to SC. However, if Caleb Williams goes off, right, they stand a chance, yeah. right? What is that one thing that you say, however, for Arizona State? The only thing I'll give you, and believe me, there's not a reason behind it. <laughs> there's just not, is that they have, when a team has nothing to play for and, you can do dumb things. Like you see this sometimes like in a, in a boxing match where, you know, where, where one guy isn't that skilled and he can drag and he just starts, he's unpredictable. He just sit there and flail. And the other guy, it's like, I don't know what this is. So that's the only thing is you can make dumb decisions and you can go for it on fourth down and you can run the swinging gate 16 times. I get that. I guess the unpredictability and look, that ain't much, but it's the only thing Arizona state has. Well, did you hear what Dillingham said in his press conference this week? Like he kind of hinted at that. He kind of hinted. Uh, someone asked him, like, "What do you do to shut them down?" He said, "Well, you have to exploit their one weakness." And the follow-up question was like, "Well, what is that?" And he said, "I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> like, we, we're going to like we, we have to find that one thing." And 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 it was said in a way that was like, "Hey, we're going to we got something up our sleeve." And so, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Or I, would, I should say this. I'm curious to see what is, what is up Kenny's sleeve. Yeah, because I mean, at that point, if you're Arizona State, you've won what two games all year, right? Two, I think it's maybe three. What do you got to lose, man? Just throw out any dumb thing that you got. This is one of those where it's the annexation of Puerto Rico, the little giants. Like anyone got an idea? Yeah, what if we try this? And someone's <laughs> like, I don't know, why the hell not? We're gonna lose by forty anyways. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, you guys know better than I do, but it seems like the anatomy of these games is they drag you into deep water because you shoot yourself in the foot, right? Yes. Like you, if Oregon is going to win, uh, lose this game, they're going to have to contribute to that. Oh, like Arizona 100%. state is not sure. just going to rise up and play this <laughs> no. amazing game. No. So you, if you turn it over penalties. and penalties or just weird things happen, like you said, I mean, look at the start of that Cal game. That was weird. Yeah, you do that again Stanford on, too. on the road, Stanford or the end of the USC game. You kind of let them come back. I don't know. It's things like that. Um, and I just feel like at this stage, we trust Oregon, you know, I mean, this isn't the Oregon of 
uh, four or five, six, seven years ago where they would lose a game or two. Even Mariota, didn't they lose in Tucson? And they yeah. they got they got beat down there. It's just I don't think this team's built that way. But well, in Arizona State, here's, well, here's, the, here's the thing too. <laughs> yeah, they <It's> suck. Like, <laughs> you know, but see, there, to me, there's a difference between what Oregon has been doing, which is you know, start of the year penalties. And now, you know, the last week or two penalties and turning the ball over, right? Arizona state, I guess Washington squeaked one out against Arizona state 15 to seven because panics through the, through two picks in the first half. And they fumbled They had three turnovers in the first half. Like turnovers are the, I'm trying to think of the right word, not the silver bullet. Like the, the turnovers are the worst thing you can possibly do. Oregon has had a problem with, with penalties. Penalties are, are, are killers, but they're not death sentences. Yeah. Right? You turn the ball over, you give it back to, you know, you can overcome. What was it? Bo, Bo got into like second and 37 and threw a touchdown pass a couple of weeks ago. Like it, it happens, right? Like you can shoot yourself in the foot and still score touchdowns, which Oregon has done. You can't give the ball away and still score a touchdown because you don't, by definition, have the ball. So that's, uh, you know, it, it, as long as you don't turn the football over, you're going to score enough points to beat them. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I Interesting question on that would be, you know, Oregon is top 10 in turnover margin. I mean, they, they've been really, really good at that this year. Is that something that you can count on? Or is that something that sort of evens out from having played? Have you been on teams that were just really good at not uh, giving the ball away? Or is it just kind of the ball bounces a certain way some, and then other times it, it, it levels off. I, do you get what I, I think you, yeah, I, I do kind of understand what you're saying, but there is a certain aspect to that on the defensive side of the ball, right? Tips and overthrows, right? You know, you, you get a few, sometimes the, sometimes you punch a ball out and it bounces right back to the, to the running back. Who was the guy? Was it Kansas city? Um, well, somebody in the NFL this week literally fumbled on the uh, while they were breaking through the line of scrimmage. The ball bounced right back up to him, and he kept running. That was Cook you for know, the Bills. Yeah, he, like he, he oh, basically yeah. dribbled. Yes, it exactly. Looked, he dribbled That's the exactly ball. What it well, was. the Ducks yeah. fumbled on their own one, and they and <laughs> yeah. happened to fall on it. Yeah. So you're right. It's like yeah. So so sometimes on the defensive side of the ball, yes, you know, does does the tip tip ball hit the ground or does it land in your hands? The no. Is is that Bo doesn't give like when you have a quarterback who doesn't put the ball in harm's way, then there is no bounce of the ball, Be, you know unless it's bouncing off a guy's face mask. But um, that's literally the only time the bounce of the ball you've been at the mercy of the bounce of the ball with Oregon's offense is when it bounced off. Who was it? Tess Johnson's face mask the yeah. first pass of the game a couple games you know a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Like he's not putting the ball in harm's way. And so if it's not in harm's way, then there's no chance of it being turned over. So, I mean, I, I don't think there's an evening out, right? Like certain players are simply better. Mm-hmm. Certain players are simply smarter. Bo is better and smarter than <laughs> nine, and just about every quarterback in college football right now. Yeah. The, the, so in other words, the offense is just really good at ball security and they've got a quarterback that, that values that and is great at that and, that's something you can count on. So that's another thing working in the Ducks' favors. They're really good at that this year, and there's no reason for that to change. But it's exactly. November, and you're in Tempe. and Well, and I've always said, too, that run games to me are more um, 
Oh, what would you say? I, I just think they're they, they it travels. It travels well. When when you are a one-dimensional team, and I'm not taking any shots because Washington's actually running the ball a lot better um these last couple weeks, but I think people look at Washington and and I think they're being I think they're being slighted. I mean, they they beat this team that we're talking about that we all love right now in, in Oregon. So they're undefeated. But you look at Washington, it does feel a little bit like it needs to go a certain way. Like they they do one thing really well. And then it kind of makes up for a lot of other things. Whereas you look at a team like Oregon or Georgia last year, some of those Alabama teams certainly uh, fall into this category. They can beat you four or five different ways. You need to get in a shootout? We can beat you in a shootout. Hey, when the passing game isn't working, it's rainy, it's nasty, it's windy, sure, we'll shove it down your throat. We need some defensive stops? Great, we can stop the run. Like There's just a lot of ways for them to go about. And I think when you're multidimensional like that, to me – it safeguards you from the upset more so than if you're a team that's that's a specialist, if you will. I agree. All right. When I we concur, come, when we come back, uh, let's talk about uh, a little more more about Bo Nix, and um, I want to know your thoughts on uh, Dan Lanning and what he said about uh, the Oregon job and not going anywhere. We'll do that next. We're early with Joey today, but. Uh, that's because we have Ducks basketball coming up at 5.30. So one more segment with Joey Harrington up next, courtesy of Mods PDX on The Fan. It's The Fan on Demand. I'm going to give it to you. Give it to me. Service Patriots brings you fan podcasts on pace for 2.5 million listens and downloads in 2023. Oh, my God, that is impressive. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special <laughs> offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Service Patriots podcasts on 1080. It's hot. I need milk. The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, we're back with Joey Harrington early. Ducks basketball coming up at 530. Uh, Joey uh, is with us for one more segment here. Did you like uh, Lanning's answer? I know 
most Duck fans did when he uh, when he was asked about the Texas A&M job. Uh, what did you think of what he said about the Oregon gig? It, it was literally perfect. <laughs> I mean, there there is no look. He he spoke for, and, and maybe he, you know, maybe he's you know incredibly. Maybe I'm just really gullible, and he's a great actor. I don't think so. He spoke from the heart. Like he spoke from someplace within himself. You know, you saw Mario's response. You saw Willie Taggart's response, you know, which was deflect. You know, why would I, you know, oh gosh, you're trying to get rid of me. Dan spoke about not just the football, but he spoke about he spoke about the community. He spoke about his family. He spoke about the Oregon family. He spoke about why Oregon is special and unique. And I think that as as an alum, you know, I was going to say as a fan, but I, I think this is this is something that's that's really resonated with a lot of us, you know former players is I can't tell you how many times in the NFL locker room, people said, Oh man, Oregon is really, you know, in whatever way I wish I, you know, wish I would have had a chance to go to Oregon or what you have there is really cool. Or, you know, man, I haven't heard from my program and, you know, like whatever way they say it, Oregon is, is a special place. Oregon is a special place that there's no reason, there's no legitimate reason why they can't win a national championship. And he's, and, and, and the thing that like that really kind of resonated for me is he spoke about why he, like he wanted to be the one to do that. Right. His response for so for you know for our last couple experiences, Oregon has been a stop on the way to the dream job. Yeah. This this is the dream job for him. Like th- this, he he said it. He said, "I have everything I need here." And to think that like there's something else out there that's going to be better than this, like. There's a perspective, like what, why I love Coach Lanning so much is from the moment I met him, like there's a perspective. It's not just a, it's not a, it's not a singular chase. It's not a, what can I do personally to get my career taken care of? It's what can I do to help build, to be a part of, to lead, to inspire. Like every time I hear him speak about this topic or anytime I hear him speak about the team or the program, like it just reinstills in me, like how fantastic this, this guy is. Like he, he gets it. Mm-hmm. He, he gets it. And, and it was, I don't know that I've actually seen a coach and, and, 
you know, paying that much attention to every coach's response now. But I don't know that I've seen a response like his to the question of 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 leaving and you know for another school. Yeah. I remember there, there's always a caveat. There's always a <laughs> there's always something that leaves you thinking like, well, but but they but he didn't really say no. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. not only did he say no, but he told you why. Right. And it yeah. and it came from. Like and, and it was a it was real it was genuine and it was deep yeah. and it was emotional and it was genuine. Yeah, I remember like when you you look at like what DeBoer said, and I'm not trying to throw any shade at, at DeBoer up at uh, at Washington, but we played both side by side, and 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 it's different. I mean, it just it, it uh-huh. is. And I remember when when this after Cristobal left, you were talking about like an Oregon guy, like you you wanted it because you thought this place was special, and some people thought that was kind of hokey or cheesy, and got a little blowback on that, and yet. You know, I think you brought in someone from the outside and and he admitted it. We asked him, he said, I don't think I truly appreciated this place until I got here. And I, I, I don't think it's smoke when I listen to him talk like that. And I think he has, even though he wasn't from here, he didn't know much about it. I do think that he has become an Oregon guy. I do. And I, I think he kind of has, uh, I think he's kind of taken on that, that mantra and you're right. I don't think you you've heard that from Taggart, and I don't think you heard that from from Cristobal. And it does. It sounds different. Not that it you know it, it can't go the the other way, but I'm I'm with you. I, I do think it sounds different. Well, and and I don't think it's so much as a, a of an Oregon guy as much as it is somebody who understands how unique that place is, right? Is yeah. Texas A&M going to be able to bring in a an you know a T Boone Pickens or whoever? How much oil money you got? Like, are there schools that are going to be able to literally back up the Brinks trucks and and you know pay you fifteen million a year while simultaneously paying Jimbo seventy five to go away? Sure, yeah. there are. But what exists in Eugene? What exists in that program? What exists with that? Like. It's just different and it's special. And I think when we were talking about an Oregon guy, we wanted somebody who, who was going to buy in, who was going to say, I want to be here. I want to take this program over the top and I want to be part of it as opposed to using it to get me or myself somewhere else. And that is, that's, that's what's been so cool is, is like you said, Dan has become you know, if you want to call it an Oregon guy, but more, more the, the way I would describe it is he just, he's part of the family. Right. And, and that's what you want from your head coach is someone who buys in and, and can, and, and you follow him because, because you trust him and, and you believe him and, and, and he's bought in. So I saw 45,000 raised by the bourbon barrel benefit. That's great. Yeah. For the Harrington yeah. family. Yeah. What Foundation. is not great is you didn't win. I know. No. I saw that. No, I got the email and uh, yeah. just told me I, I, was, I, I suck and I I'm lost. still looking for my name on that email, <laughs> but it's not on there. <laughs> Can't find it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I passed, off the, uh, passed off the goods this week. And, um, you know, funny enough, the guy, the guy was from Detroit. Really? He, he literally grew up in Detroit. He doesn't live there now. He's, he's he lives in Oregon. He's been here for six years, mm-hmm. I think. But um, yeah, bought his. Happened to um, 
He's how about this though? He actually enjoys he's he's got his bought his ticket through the Multnomah Whiskey Library who helped okay. us kind of promote it. Last year Souk, your buddy won it and he didn't yeah. even like bourbon. No, he just did this it guy, to he was just looking to support a good cause. Yeah, well, this this guy actually likes bourbon, so we can rest assured knowing that you know it's actually going to be be appreciated. How about that? There you go. That's 110 G's in two years. Am I right? That's we have in two years. We have just about endowed an entire scholarship. Yeah, perpetuity. That's, that's great. That's pretty fantastic to think that we what turn five ten ten bottles of of bourbon right into a hundred and a hundred thousand dollars scholarship. That's that's pretty great. Very cool. Well, congratulations. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Um, I'm thinking about next week. You know, we may not. I don't know. It's maybe a little turkey time. Yeah. When is the When is the game next week? Well, Friday. Friday. It's Friday. Is it Friday. Yeah. God, it is Friday, isn't it? Yeah. It snuck up. We have no show Thursday or Friday. Maybe we'll catch you early in the week or something. If you're down. Yeah, I think we have to do that because we have to talk about the Beavers, especially yeah. if this is the. I mean, there's there's rumblings that it's not the last year, but this. You know, like if this is the last year we're going to get ducks yeah. and beavers, we yeah, gotta yeah. talk about. Well, it. I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen next year. It may come back, but it, it may take a little bit of a hiatus. But remember too that if Oregon State wins against Washington this week, which is very possible, um, the Civil War is for a berth in the Pac-12 title game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we have to talk then because then that would be you know if you know Washington just needs to win one of their next two. So let's assume. Just, our last, oh, Washington State. Yeah, just assume. Don't that, you put that easel on me, big suit. Well, I mean, don't, it just don't you. It you would, wipe that. You wipe that phrase out of your mouth, and you don't ever, <laughs> ever bring it, that up again. It would be nuts if the final game, the final Civil War, at least for a while, is is a because if, if Oregon State wins, they're going to be eighth, eighth in the country, taking on a, a you know. A, I don't know, probably the fourth, fifth or fourth team in the country for the chance to go play in the Pac-12 title game. I mean, come on. I mean, that's that it doesn't get any better than that. You you can't you can't script that. It's juicy. This might be this might be I this might be bigger than the 2000 game. I don't know. Oh. It, it might be depending on what happens. There's the debate next yeah, we week right see, there. We got to see what happens. You know, <laughs> Oregon State's got to take care of business and beat the dogs. Yeah. All right. Do well, we want them to win though? Yeah, like yes. I'm trying to go. I'm going back and forth. Like, yeah. do we want yeah. for if if we are rooting for Oregon, and I know you guys are 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 neutral in this, but if we're rooting for Oregon to get into the college football playoff, do we want Oregon State to beat Washington? Yes, yes. yes. I I root we for do. the Beavs. I, I root for the Beavs, especially this year. Yeah, uh, I want to see I, them. I just the question. That wasn't the question. What was the question? Are we rooting? The question was if we're if we want them to get into the college football playoff. Does a win against number four Washington and number fifteen Oregon State is that better than a win against number seven Oregon State and number eight Washington? I don't oh know. yeah, I, I didn't even think about it that way. I just, I guess, I'm just, oh. I'm of the belief okay. that if if Oregon or Washington is a one loss Pac-12 conference champ, they're in. I I just am of yeah. that. I am of that yeah, belief. Yeah, yeah. Because if if you know, you'll just the the resume. I think we'll be good enough. But yeah, from from your standpoint, the one you're talking about, then yeah, you probably want Washington to win and you want the revenge game because that yeah, I I, I can see an undefeated. Beat an undefeated. Yeah, but I don't know. You you would potentially beat two top 10 teams in back-to-back weeks. I either either way I don't works. know. But we got to get there first. Yeah. We got to get there first. That's yeah. right. All right, take care of business in Tempe. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.
All right, that's Joey Harrington each Friday, brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. In the news is coming up next. Here's Schultz with SportsCenter. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Thanks to Joey Harrington. Ducks uh, basketball in about an hour. Right now, ladies and gents, it's November 17, 2023. It is time for In The News. I'm your noted and handsome newsman. Thank you. You're making me uncomfortable. Today is National Butter Day. Oh, who doesn't love butter? Can't believe it's not butter. Oh, wait. No, that's not butter. Sorry. Yeah, you shouldn't eat that stuff. Just no. eat butter. I've been eating fake butter. Have you? No. That's what, not good. Like margarine? No, like organic. Like, like, oh, like uh, it's basically soy. Soy boy. Yeah, yeah. it's soy. Yeah. Oh but you know what? God. It actually, it's actually not that bad. Why don't you like real butter? Well, because it just sucks. Oh. It's meaning, you mean it sucks for you? Because it tastes amazing. Actually, real butter is actually not bad for you. Uh, too much. Well, too much of anything. I'm just saying, like, if it's you're true. going to eat butter, eat actual real butter. Same with sugar. <laughs> People, like, get this, like, oh, I need sugar substitutes or butter substitutes. No, just stick with the natural mm-hmm. stuff in small doses and you're okay. <laughs> mm, can't get behind that either. Really? You, you want to drink Diet Coke until you die? All right. I don't want to drink Diet Coke. There you <laughs> go. That, uh, was that Levitt that was like pounding like a case of Diet Coke? Jim Levitt. Yeah, or maybe yeah. it was Diet Pepsi. Disgusting. Yeah. Where's that guy now? Levitt is... I see him pop up because I followed him on Twitter, and he pops oh, up... Oh, he's at... a sports radio guy in Tampa. We talked about this. Yeah, he pops up every now and then on my feed. Can you believe that? That guy's doing sports talk radio? That red ass. He's busy punching kids. Yes, I can believe that a program director lazily thought, ah, that guy will be good and brought him. Yes, yeah, absolutely. He's big personality, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is also International Stand Up to Bullying Day. Yeah. So, Schultze, it's your day. Stand up to this bully over here. I don't know what to say. I don't Stand think... up to him. Damn it, Sook. What are you doing to me every day? I, I, what do bu- I say? I'm bullying you. It, it, I don't. Stop it. No. 
See, that's what bullies do. Dude. There you go. So yeah. I gotta, I gotta go key his car or something. Like, like, cause usually just no, he, just he, shoot him. <laughs> you just skipped a whole bevy of steps there. That does Isaac. seem like a whole bevy of steps. Although if you keyed my car, I recommend probably shooting me <laughs> at that point. I, I, I understand. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, the woman charged in the PDX shooting has admitted to opening fire inside the airport. Yeah, I saw that she was like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. I don't know why is... I gave her an accent there, but apparently I well, did. Well, because she's from Kennewick. <laughs> that makes sense. The long view of up north. So this is really a weird one. I know. So, I've yet to find a, like, a, a reason why she did it other than she well, just... Well, she said she's crazy, well, so that's the first thing. That, that helps. Uh, her name is Laura Patterson. She is in... Uh, custody she said okay so she faces multiple charges including four counts of attempted murder now remember she went into pdx came out of a bathroom she had a gun and she fires four shots up into the ceiling that's it Does and she, that's it and it, then she gets arrested and it's over yeah arrested without incident you know she didn't yeah. shoot at anyone but she, apparently she had bags so they were saying she was maybe gonna take a flight but no she didn't, she didn't have a ticket yeah she didn't have a ticket but she yeah. had bags ba- packed yeah. and everything so um she was near the pre-security area, so she was not through security. She did not get a gun through security. She just no. walked in the front there. She was by the D&E concourse checkpoint. She fired shots into the air from a handgun. Um, court documents outline what prosecutors say happened. Officers said that when they asked her why she had fired shots, she replied because she wanted to. Mm-hmm. She also said that she was aiming for the ceiling. And they said um, after two shots were fired, a witness saw... Patterson behind a pillar holding a handgun, then put it on the floor and asked, is anybody going to do anything? According to court documents, the witness said he heard another person ask Patterson why she was firing the gun, and she said, because she was crazy. Well, I mean, we always want, I I ask for honesty all the time, and, uh, you know, that does appear to to be honest, just with the old, uh, I'm crazy. She was asked by an operations supervisor if the gun was hers. Yep, I did it. A bullet hole was reported in a window of the airport's roof, according to court documents. The recovered uh, 380 caliber handgun had one round in the chamber and one round in the magazine. Officers also found two spent shell casings. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like she is indeed so just weird. crazy. There's no reason to do this. Well, the officers spoke to her, and they said that she said she came to the airport to shoot her gun but not hurt anyone. Yeah. Uh, you belong in a padded room. Thank you. Good thing she got a gun, though. According to the court documents, she she drove from her home in Kennewick, Washington, because she wanted to kill family members in Houston, Texas. She also stated that she did not intend to fly out of state, but thought about killing her second cousin, local to the area. Adding that she harbored thoughts for uh, these thoughts for at least two years. She specifically referenced her mother, sister, and aunt. So she drove from Kennewick to Portland. None of this makes sense. Wouldn't she drive to CSC tax a lot closer? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, hot take, it just sounds like she's having a mental episode and she's got half thoughts and they're like a completed plan that starts with another completed plan. But good thing she was able to get a gun so easily. Cool. Then she said she shot the gun at the airport to not go kill her family and that she did not think anyone was ever going to stop her. As if it could get more confusing. Yeah, although, you know, look, I'll give her credit for this. If you believe that it is beyond your control and you are going to go murder your family, this is a way to stop yourself, and uh, no one got hurt. So, you know what? I'm giving her an attaboy, because maybe this 
prevented her from murdering her entire family, or at least a cousin. And, uh, you know, maybe she gets some help because she's, she's going to go away for a while. Maybe she gets some help. When they searched her bags, they found two boxes with 100 rounds of ammunition and expired driver's licenses belonging to her. Boy, we are really lucky that this didn't end a lot worse. See, I don't know what's going to happen to her. They're saying that, you know... Well, she's going to claim, you know, cuckoo. Well, yeah. You know, tricks are for kids, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, all that stuff. So, But I mean, they're saying, they're already saying it's not attempted murder because she... I mean, the shots were fired into the air. Yeah. My guess is she gets uh, she gets put in a in a room for a while. She's, I mean, she's going to get some psychiatric help. The, I would assume the airport is federally regulated. I it, would imagine that of all the places you could fire a gun, even if it's at no one, I'm going to say uh, banks. I'm going to go airports and like government offices are probably about the the three. Well, the police, yeah. but then you're going to get shot. Uh, and not die, I'm going to go government building, yeah, banks and airports. Probably the trifecta there of places that you can't do that. I would hope that's like a 25-year minimum. Hope uh, Something like that. She's going she to be there for a while. Won't someone think of the cellist and the fiddler? <laughs> oh. Well, I'm sure someone does. I like a good fiddling. Two world-celebrated musicians, fiddler Alistair... Frazier and cellist Natalie Haas got a devastating dose of the dark side of Portland this week. Uh-oh. When they returned to their rental car to find someone had broken into it, gone were Frazier's violin and four bows, Haas's cello, both of their suitcases, and handwritten notes on sheet music for their next album. That stinks. I'm guessing that's a probably a very expensive uh, <sighs> fiddle and cello. I'm assuming. So they don't live here. They live in California and Spain. They had arrived in town Monday, a day before their show at, uh, at Alberta Rose Theater, in order to have some extra time to enjoy the city. But that uh, came to an abrupt end. Well, they did get a nice glimpse of our fair city. I mean, they wanted an accurate uh, portrayal, and there you go. And wouldn't that be, like, clearly... Whoever stole that is just going to go hawk it somewhere. I would think that that stuff would be easier to recover than some. I agree. Like, like, like who's selling a big-ass cello? Like, when some crackhead is rolling around there and, like, shows up at the pawn shop is like, I got a, you know, Grapefruit Joe's out there with a, a cello to sell. You would think that someone's going to rat that guy out. No hot black market for uh, string instruments is what you're saying? I wouldn't imagine unless someone's using it right now in a trash fire to keep warm. So It's a little chilly out. They put up a flyer. And they are actually making headway on getting their stuff back. Yeah. So she got her cello back. Do you know? Do you know how much? Uh, so she got it from a guy who said he bought it from the thief. Uh, okay. How? Do you know how much he paid for it? Hundred bucks. Forty dollars. Forty dollars. And how much is that cello worth? Oh, I'm guessing thousands. I mean, I would imagine a lot. Right? Yes. I mean, I don't know what it, what a, the going rate for a cello is. Yeah. Look how much. But she's like a world famous. Yeah cellist I'm gonna look and see what a I just put how much for a professional cello what we're dealing with oh hey oh how much <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. take a guess well for like a respect. for like a world class like top of the line cello that like, I'm gonna go 120 thousand yes we are what looking, we Estrada are out of various violin is in the millions we are looking for a prof- I, I just googled what would a professional cello 
cost you. And it looks like I've got a range on the low end from 38 on the high range to oh, 190. Thank my you. God. What? What? <laughs> Why? Well, I, I mean, Why and it, how? it looks like these. Uh, the, and who and what? It looks like the ones that the professionals play are, are a lot uh, handmade, uh, with you know some of the okay. finest qualities. Like this so one. Are they rare then? And some of the ones that professionals play are from like the 17 and 1800s oh. as well. Yeah, these things are kept in conditions for like good conditions for hundreds of years, and that's how why yeah, would you leave a and... let's say hers is worth fifty. Why would you leave it in a car, the rental? I, I don't know. Car? I mean, imagine carrying around a cello all well, the time. I guess that's, that's true. That's I wonder why it was in the. I don't like, know, like hotel room maybe. Like this one uh, that I'm seeing here is played by a oh god, I don't even want to pronounce try to pronounce this guy's name, but he's a professional guy, and his is a 1750 Paris cello. And uh, he bought it for $98,000. God. So. I'm blown away by this. I am too. I, I thought it would, I thought we were talking like maybe 20, 30 grand. Because instruments are expensive. But apparently the cello is uh, very, very expensive. But Schulte's right. Those Stradivarius uh, violins, those are millions. So the fiddler, he says that he's... He thinks he has identified the apartment building where the prime suspect lives. Mm. And he also thinks he has a description of the guy, and he has extended his stay in Portland so that he can question witnesses and plaster posters and stalk this dude and get his violin back. Yeah, he's not messing around. No, he's not. I he did, also said he has talked to Portland police. I did find, uh, the, I feel like the only cellist that people know of is Yo-Yo Ma, so I looked up the cello that he uses. And it is a three and a half million dollar uh, Davidoff Stradivarius. So yeah, yeah. Is, is that just because he uses it, or is it no, like well, if I use it, is it three and a half million? It, it, no, it's not because he uses it. It's a it's a Stradivarius from seventeen twelve. So I, I think anybody could use it, and it'd still be a three and a so, half million dollars. Okay, well, okay. Now this raises another question: If Yo Yo Ma just plays a, you know, like a Walmart cello, mm -hmm. is he? Not Yo-Yo Ma? I don't think it's going to sound the same. He'll still kick your ass and blow your ears off. Now, here, now here's one for you. Really? There's an Edgar E. Russ violin, and it was made in 2022. So it is not. Brand new. Brand new. Is it electric? It is not. Care to take a guess? 20, 2022 violin. Oh, well, now I'm thrown into a... Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just going to say... I'm going to say 150,000. 3.5 million dollars for so, one made in 2022. So I was close. And they say uh to do the uh Osimim, uh violin is the most uh outstanding modern violin ever made by Edgar Russ. It is distinguished he's been a, a distinguished violin maker for over 40 years. And they said that it is um, do, do, do 541 separate pieces, all custom and handmade, of the finest materials in the world. 541 Damn, custom dude. pieces. So the guy and, and it's made. There's there's gold. There's it's a whole thing. So three hundred and half three and a half million bucks. Seems like a racket. Boy, I'll tell you what. Make a turn into a, a custom violin maker. So the guy who uh, gave the cello back to Haas, yeah. Haas, Haas, said that um, he, so you wonder how she was able to hook up with him. Yeah. 
he called the number that was on her bag tag. She had a United Airlines bag tag on the cello case. Yeah. He called that number, and he said that he had a change of heart about keeping the instrument because he needed to set a good example for his young son, and he wanted only to return it. Cool. So when he bought it, he bought it, oh, cool, cheap cello. But then he saw the bag tag and said, wait a minute, this is probably stolen. I'm going to check into this. And it turns out it was Haas's, and he gave it back to her. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this guy said he has a buddy who's a professional cellist, and they said when he flies, he buys a separate ticket for the cello, and it sits next to him because he's not putting it... (laughs) What? Yeah. What? Well, again, if you're dealing with I a, know, but God. All, and this woman leaves it in the back of a freaking Hyundai? I know. What? That's got to feel crappy, though. I've, I've told the story. My, you know, the, the infamous Sucanic leather bag. My first leather bag was the was a Colonel Littleton bag that you turned me on to, and someone broke out my back window and took that bag. And you can look about it. It's an expensive bag, and that bothered me as much as anything is that someone sold that bag for probably 20 bucks. Totally. Yeah. You know, someone just probably went down and was like, I don't know, 10, 20 bucks. And someone just, you know, it's just, it's having stuff stolen is just, it feels like such a violation. But imagine having something like that stolen. So I'm glad that uh, at least there's a half happy ending. <laughs> yeah. A tip of a happy ending, if Man, you will. Man, they're not, they're not screwing around. They're going to get their stuff back. Yeah. That's a, because whoever stole that didn't realize <laughs> exactly. what, what they were stealing. Or they wouldn't have sold it for a hundred bucks. All right, more Oregon and its infinite wisdom news is coming up next. It's four fifty four on the fan. This is a football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On ten eighty the fan. All right, we're almost out of time. Well, we are out of time. The hot five at five is next. I'm going to give you one more story here on in the news, and it's a uh, it's a good feel good story for a Friday. And it is that there was no cougar in Tigard last Thursday evening. Oh, thank heavens. Nope. Well, there probably were a bunch of cougars it, in Tigard last <laughs> yeah, Thursday evening, but not the animal cougar. Was it just like a fat house cat or something? Yes. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. Oh my God. According to the city of Tigard, the animal spotted at Cook Park was considerably smaller than expected. In fact, it was a house cat. <laughs> Who called that in? <laughs> Someone that saw well, a fat little old Karen or Maud running around. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> While Tiger has confirmed sightings in the past, thankfully this time around it was not one. It's better to be cautious and aware, and our community's vigilance is greatly appreciated. <laughs> I couldn't be any happier about that. that I'm glad you, you did that. That made me happy. Yeah, I was being sarcastic when I said it was a fat house cat, but it turns out that's what it was. Are you embarrassed if that's your cat? You're like, oh, God, we got to go on a diet. No, but I am embarrassed if I'm the person that called. Yeah. Like if someone saw my dog and they reported like a black bear running in the neighborhood, I'd be like, really? Do you have eyes? <laughs> Looks a little bit like a teddy bear, but jeebus. You know she's justifying it in her or his head, I guess. Like, it could be a dude. Look, we go on a lot of late night walks with my dog. I, it wouldn't shock me if an old lady... <laughs> It, 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 the Fairway Village folk, that wouldn't shock me. If I just let him off leash and he was roaming the streets, I, I could see someone being like, "I think it's a bear." There, there was a, there was a, there was a cat trying to. It was, a, it was a bear cat trying to eat my pomeranian. I can totally see that. <laughs> All right, we got to run. There's your in the news, November 17, twenty twenty-three. The hot five at five, followed by Rob in the Bank coming up on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.